0: Good afternoon, guys. Uh, my name's Pastor Brent. Uh, I pastor Faith Alive Family Church in just outside Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Canada. And uh, the Lord has really put it on my heart this last couple of months to start a men's ministry. Um, and we've got some things planned up, exciting times for men. But a couple of days ago, he uh, downloaded something to me while I was in the shower about starting a vlog or a video blog that's gonna be directly Uh, to men and to uh, talk about the issues that face men. And um, we want to instruct, we want to challenge, and we want to encourage. So every one of these video logs, uh, I guess you call them vlogs, I guess, but uh, they're going to have those three aspects to them. They're going to instruct and challenge and encourage men. So today I want to talk about um, being called to lead. Um, Did you know, man, that you were called to lead. And right from the very beginning, you know, God put into man the DNA, the genetic code, if you will, to be a leader. And that's kind of got us good things and bad things all at the same time. And I want to help us understand how we can be better leaders, uh, instruct us on why we struggle at leadership, and then encourage us to lead better or live well. So, especially in these times that we live in, this COVID 19 time, You know, there's a lot of pressure on man. There's a lot of fears. There's a lot of indecision, um, uncertainty about the future and so on and so forth that all of us deal with, whether we're a leader of an organization, a church, a business, leaders of our families, or just simple leaders of ourselves. You know, we all struggle with what's happening right now. So we need encouragement. We need to understand some things. And we need to understand the problems that we face. And today I want to hit on what I think is the root of many of the problems that man face. Men, men face. And I want to start here in Genesis chapter 3, and it's a story that I think we're all familiar with. You know, there's so many problems happening right now, and, you know, we'd like to blame them on, you know, well, the, the president, you know, whether it's Joe Biden or President Trump, you know, Pierre Trudeau or... Some other guy or whatever, the Conservative Party. You know, we want to we want to blame it on something. We want to blame all the societal ills on all these other factors out there, and we want to blame and criticize and you know all that kind of stuff. But the truth is, uh, the real problem of society started way back here. You know, it doesn't start in the Oval Office. It didn't start at the Prime Minister's you know headquarters or whatever. You know, it's not on Capitol Hill. You know, the problem is in mankind. It's rooted in mankind. So let's read in Genesis chapter 3. And you guys know the story in verse 1 says, Now the serpent was the most cunning of all the wild animals that the Lord had made. And he said to the woman, Did God really say you can't eat from any tree of the garden? And the woman said, We may eat the fruit from the trees in the garden, but the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden, God said, you shall not eat it, you shall not touch it, lest you die. And the serpent said, no, you won't die. You know, he's a liar, he's the father of lies. He's been lying to us for thousands of years. He says, in fact, when you eat it, God knows that you will become like God, knowing both good and evil. And that's a wonderful thing. He's trying to show her how awesome this is that she would be like God. But we need to realize that she was already like God. Man has created in the image of God, in his image and in his likeness. And that, my friends, is what the enemy has been trying to steal from us, is the image and likeness, in other words, our identity that's in God. Thank God for Jesus who has restored that to us. We'll talk about that later. Then the woman saw that the tree was good for food, it was delightful to look at, and that it was desirable to make one wise. So, I mean, there's a lot of good things there. Some kind of fruit, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was passion fruit, you know, I don't know. Could have been a banana, I don't know what it is. But it was something that she was not supposed to eat. So it says she took some of the fruit and she ate it. And then she also gave some to her husband. Here you go, Adam, who it says here, who was with her. It's an important statement. He was with her. We need to realize that in in verses, uh, chapter 1, verse 26 to 28, God had given Adam all authority, he had given him dominion over everything. He told him to rule and reign over every creeping thing, everything that flew, everything that walked, anything that talked. It didn't matter, both spiritual, both natural. Adam was given total authority, and he had every right. His word was law in the garden. And so here he is, and his wife eats it, and then she hands it to him. You know what he should have done before she put it to her mouth was just hey just knock it out of her hand and say hey you can't eat that God said don't eat that but you know what he just stood there and he did nothing. And my friends that is the problem that has plagued mankind. I think something that's uh just specific to man to men that sometimes we you know these this inability to act this this uh neglect this this apathy, this uh, pass the buck, this let's let the wife do it, you know, let's, you know, this is kind of thing that's kind of also, I think we've been cursed with a little bit. And it could be the, the sin that keeps besetting us, you know, I don't know if it's a sin or not, but it's something that plagues mankind. And so it's taken away our ability to rule. It's taken away our ability to have authority. It's taken away our ability to have dominion. And if it hasn't taken that away totally, at the very least, it has taken it out of context or pushed it sideways. You know, if the enemy can't derail us totally, he always tries to get us to use what we have in a way that's not proper. In other words, not in righteousness, but in unrighteousness. So even though uh, Adam sinned, he was still the leader. He was still the boss, you know, so to speak. But it didn't mean that he led well. It didn't mean that he led in righteousness. Um, It didn't mean that I don't know what happened after that. But I know that throughout the years, this thing has plagued mankind to such an extent today that men either lead righteously or unrighteously. Uh, There's still in us the DNA to lead, to to be the boss, to to tell others what to do, to, you know, whatever we want to do. But uh, we don't always do it right. And so... We want to make sure that uh, we change that in ourselves. You know, one act of negligence, 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 negligence on Adam's part has snowballed to today, thousands of years later, and it affects all of us in some way. And so we need to change that. You know, and the results of the polls are in. You know, what's happened to mankind? Sometimes we're neglectful. Sometimes we're irresponsible. Sometimes we, we don't lead well. Sometimes we're apathetic or we're lethargic. You know, sometimes we're just down, you know, plain old weak. You know, and I don't know if any of you are married or not, but those of us that are married know that sometimes we just like, well, we'll just, we'll let our wives do it, you know. We'll let them do it. They, they like to do everything, so we'll just let them do it, you know. And we don't always take our place. Sometimes we're very irresponsible. And I believe this is a weakness, a, a genetic, genetic code weakness that's been in us for thousands of years, and thank God that Jesus has paid the price so that he could redeem us from that weakness and make us strong again. Make us the leaders that we're supposed to be. And sometimes we're weak and we just kind of defer to wives, or we let, you know, we just say, Well, women, you lead, you know. And, and I'm not saying that women can't lead. Don't don't get me wrong here. Uh women are just can be just as good a leader as a man, as a man. But oftentimes, you know, men let women, you know, run the household, run the finances, you know, lead spiritually, you know, drag everyone to church. You know, they're always the ones that seem to be, you know, responsible and the men are lagging behind. And, you know, and I think that has to stop. And so, man, you were created by God to lead. It's in your DNA. God made you that way. And, you know, the worst thing that we could be guilty of is is inactivity or inaction. You know, we should never— Let it be known that, you know, we were, this is our job, this is our responsibility, and we didn't take it. You know, we deferred it, we passed the buck, we gave it to our wives, we let the women do, you know, because they're so, they they love to do so much, you know, they have such good hearts. But you know what, there's a gene in us, there's something in us that's to be used for righteousness. And so what's lacking today um, for all the societal ills that are going on is good, godly leadership from men. And men, we have not always done it right. You know, our problem isn't the devil. The problem isn't our elected officials. The problem isn't our corrupt governments or non-corrupt governments. Our problem isn't who gets into power or who doesn't get into power. It's not the conservative government. You know, the real problem in society, period, is a lack of men being real men. And so today, we need to make sure that you know, we don't just blame people that are in leadership or criticize everyone else for what they're not doing or what they are doing, but rather look to ourselves, you know. Take a challenge and look, look at ourselves and, and say, you know, am I, a great, am I a great leader? You know, number one, am I leading my life well? Am I praying? Am I spending time with God? Am I, you know, do I go to church? Do I worship God? Do I get in the Bible? Do I do I seek the Lord? You know, do I have a strong relationship with God? And then, if I'm married and I have children, you know, do I lead my wife well spiritually? Do I lead my family spiritually? Or am I neglectful? Am I apathetic? You know, do I have to be dragged to church every week, or you know, oh, I got to pray, or it's Bible study time, or you know, or anything to do with leadership or responsibility, we kind of cringe at. So that's something that we need to change, guys. And I, I've been guilty at you know too over the years, but I know I'm getting way better now. I'm a lot stronger. You know, we can't become good leaders until we become good followers. So the first thing we have gotta do is learn how to follow. Are we following Christ? Are we following the Holy Spirit? Are we following the Word of God? You know, are we doing what we're supposed to do? Are we leading our lives, leading in a way that God has asked us to do? Are we loving our wives? Are we loving our families as we ought to? Do we willingly submit to God Do we willingly submit to the Word of God? Do we willingly submit submit to the church and church leadership and to one another? Are we just islands to ourselves, you know, doing our own thing? And so are we overcoming the sin that so easily besets us? And that could be lots of things, but I think the one thing that so easily besets us men is the sin of inactivity, the sin of negligence. The sin of apathy, the sin of letting others do what we're supposed to be doing. So, you know, when, 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 when we're called to action, men, are we going to rise up? When we're called to be strong, are we going to be strong? When we're called to be responsible, are we going to be responsible? When we're called to, to stand up for righteousness or do the right thing, when we're called to lead our families right now into God, especially in this trying time, and so I want to encourage you to be men of action, not inaction. Amen? We can't just merely be, you know, armchair leaders. You know what that is. We like to sit in our chairs, and easy chairs, and just, you know, tell everybody what they should do and what's you know, who's doing wrong and all that kind of stuff. But we're not really doing any, anything ourselves. And so I want to encourage you guys to be to be men of action, to be a good example. In 1 uh, Peter 2, Peter said this, he said, for you were called to this because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. You know, if we're going to be good leaders, we have to lead by example. Leaders don't just, you know, tell everybody what to do or, you know, make plans and cast vision. You know, that's all part of it. But a real leader is the guy that's out there. He's, he's the first one there. He's, he's the me first kind of guy. You know, I, I'll do it first. I'm going to be there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. You know, and people will follow those kind of people. People don't follow just loudmouth snooks. You know, they, they follow people that are, are out there in the front lines, you know. And uh, thank God for frontline people in this time. You know, we thank God for all frontline people. You know, if you're a frontline person, a frontline man, then God bless you. We, we love you. We thank you for your courage. I know it's tough, but we appreciate everything that you're doing. Amen. So in this day and age especially where everyone seems to be calling for justice and fairness and and righteousness. You know, we need to be men who exemplify this pattern in our lives. We want to be an example, not a a bad apple. You know, we want to be an example to our families. We want to be an example to our our children. We want to be an example to our employees if we're an employer. We want to be an example to our employer if we're an employee. You know, we want to be a good example. You know, we need to be the kind of guys that uh, if we asked our, if someone asked a question, said, you know, about ourselves or to somebody, you know, were they a good example? Would they be somebody that we could follow? You know, we could follow Jesus' footsteps, footsteps. We could follow Paul's footsteps. We can follow, you know, the great men of God of the past, you know, but could someone follow your footsteps? Could you be a leader? Could you be somebody worthy of following. And I think that's the challenge that I want to uh close with you guys today is you know, are you somebody that we could emulate? Are you somebody that we could follow? Are we somebody that we could watch your lives? You know, put a put a put a camera on you 24-7 and go, wow, I you know, I'm gonna live like that guy. You know, I'm gonna be like that man, I want I wanna be like that guy. You know, that's why we're so drawn to the heroes of the Bible. We love king david you know we love moses we love abraham we love all these guys we love gideon you know we love joshua we love caleb who took the mountain when he was when he was an older guy but we need to realize that these guys were living it out they they were living exempt they weren't necessarily they weren't perfect guys and god's not asking us to be perfect but he is asking us to be leaders he is asking us to take the initiative he is asking us to be an example And so I want to help you today to be an epistle, you know, read of all men. And I want to encourage you today to be the man that God has called you to be. And in order to do that, I think we just simply got to wake up every day and say, you know what, Lord, help me be a man of action. Help me be a man of responsibility. Help me be a man who is not going to pass the buck. Help me be a man that's going to say, hey, hey, don't do that. That's not good for you. That's going to go take you down the wrong road. Instead of saying, hey, come on, let's follow Jesus. Let's, let's do what he asked us to do. Let's, let's get in the word of God. Let's, let's pray. Let's seek God. Let's be good church people. Let's, let's have good works. Let's live this life where we help people and we follow God. And so with that, I want to encourage you and help you today to be the leader that you were meant to be. Listen, guys, it, it's in your DNA. It's, it's in your genetic code. You know, you know it, you feel it, you want to be a leader. But you know what? You know, before you're a leader of something great, you know, before, you know, President Trump or Joe Biden, whoever gets into the Oval Office, you know, whether they're a good leader up there all depends on whether they were a good leader back here. You know, you don't become a good leader because you get elected into a position. You're a good leader because you started down here when nobody knew who you were. And so I want to encourage you, it doesn't matter where you are today, what position you're at, whether you are just you know you're an employee or you're an employer, you know, be the be the guy, be the, the leader that God has called you to be. And so I just want to encourage you with that. And you know, you can change your world around you. You can you can you can be the example that we all want to follow. And you know what? You can do great things for God. It's in your DNA. And so this, will, this wraps this one up. And uh, we're gonna keep doing this week by week and talk about the issues that men face. And I hope that you'll you'll tune in. Um, if you want to, you could uh, send us, you know, Faith Alive Family Church and send us your email if you'd like to get this video log every week. You know, we'll put you down. We'll send it to you every week and uh, try and be an encouragement and a challenge and an instructor to help you in your life. Amen. So my friends, lead well, lead well. God bless you.